to Recipes for Success with me, Heather Thompson. As a strategic career coach, mentor, author, podcaster and speaker, I help unfulfilled women discover their true career potential. Recipes for Success is a podcast celebrating diverse women defining success on their own terms. Success is a personal journey. However, by coming together, we can unlock the tools, inspiration and support needed to create our own unique path to success. Whether you're seeking guidance in your career, personal development or simply looking for motivation, Recipes for Success is here to give you food for thought. Tune in and be inspired to create your own Recipe for Success. Meet Nicola O'Hara, a digital business mentor and strategist. Nicola knows firsthand that just because you end up on one path in life doesn't mean you have to stay there. After almost 20 years in the corporate world, she liberated herself from a successful career as a leader in learning and talent in banking to become her own boss and hasn't looked back. Now, as a digital business mentor and strategist, Nicola helps creative and driven professionals who feel stifled and frustrated by the corporate world to launch a digital business so they can achieve the success and freedom they desire while living their ideal lifestyle. Nicola now spends her time as a digital nomad working between France, the UK or basically any country that has great broadband with plenty to see and experience. If you have a feeling that you want to do something else with your life then this episode is a must listen. In this conversation Nicola and I exchange our experiences of taking the leap out of corporate into entrepreneurship, living by our values and the limitless potential of being your own boss. We consider the practical tools and mindset shifts needed to make big changes, the power of choice, risk taking, and we also talk about how women can embrace entrepreneurship, how money is not the root of all evil, and why it's totally fine to learn and teach at the same time. Let's get started with hearing another uplifting recipe for success, thanks to Nicola. Welcome back to another episode of Recipes for Success. With me, your host, Heather Thompson. Today, I'm joined by the fantastic Nicola O'Hara, who is a business mentor and strategist, helping aspiring entrepreneurs to ditch the nine to five and set up their own digital businesses. Nicola, you're very welcome to Recipes for Success. Oh, thank you for having me. This is very exciting to be on this podcast. Yeah, I'm so delighted. And I know we were chatting before we hit record, but like we've an international flavor because um, <laughs> as a digital nomad, you're recording this from France. Um, so that's uh, brilliant to have that, that. That's right. Sunny France. Yeah. <laughs> we were obviously once recording comes out, the, the Rugby World Cup will be in full flow. So we were just chatting about that as well. But it's fantastic to have you to have you here. Um, Nicola, you, obviously you and I had kind of crossed paths when I, I was kind of in, in process, I suppose, of exactly what you help people with, which was to try leave my corporate career to set up my own business. And at the time, I so appreciated your guidance. And really, there was so much that you stood for and your values and your energy that really just aligned. So I'm honestly so uh, honoured that you kind of are on the podcast here today and that we can have this chat. Oh, no, that, that's so lovely to hear. <laughs> it's so nice. You know, I'm always so delighted when I have kind of people I've helped, you know, who who kind of then go on and, and start podcasts, start businesses, and I sort of see them flourish. So, um, it, and I, I really enjoyed our conversation back earlier this year. And, and uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just pleased to be here. Yeah. And it's such a huge leap. So I'm kind of curious, you know, like in terms of the, like, the leaps that you've made to be this digital nomad, 
you know, having this call from France. Like, tell us about your own life path today, Nicola. Yeah, so I spent, a, you know, a 20-year 20, 20 career in, in corporate. So, you know, like everyone, you know, I knew sort of growing up, went to school, university, went on then onto a graduate role and then into the, the business world and uh, didn't really sort of see any other path than that. That was laid out for me. I was going to be, that was going to be the path. Um, and I kind of climbed the ladder, did all the things. I um, started off in recruitment, then moved up to um, go into learning and development, which um, I really enjoyed. And then uh, I ended up sort of merging the two near the kind of top ends of my career, where I headed up learning and talent for an investment bank in London. So that's kind of a very quick <laughs> sort of a tour through um, my 20 year career in corporate. But I got to a point, and I'm sure we're going to get into it more during throughout this, this episode, that uh, I realized that I just didn't want to be it anymore. I, it was frustrating me. Um, I felt like I wasn't in the right place. I felt like I just had more to give in the world. And I thought, is this it? Is this really it now? That this is my career, even if I get to the you know, very pinnacle and keep on going, will I be able to, you know, how will I feel fulfilled and happy and joyful? And I just wasn't feeling it there. And I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to have my own business one day. You know, it's one of those things you always say, one day I will have that digital business or I will have that business. And it was always like, oh, just one more job, just one few more years in corporate and I'll go and do it. And uh, yeah, and then I I, went went through a few few things happened and and then I realized actually, you know, I am going to go and do this. And uh, th- that was it. I-, I left and I started up my own business, initially starting off in career coaching. So similar to you, Heather. And uh, oh, amazing. yeah, then I realized that I didn't want to help people stay in corporate worlds, but actually what I wanted them to do was help them to do what I did and actually get out because I'd found so much fulfillment and joy from that and freedom. And I, I realized it was the freedom I was, I was chasing all along, like free- not just freedom of you know, what I was doing day to day, but freedom of where I could live and work and, and everything, you know, it's and freedom of mind. Um, and that was something I just really wanted to share with other people. And I knew other people in corporate were feeling the same way as me. So uh, I, I, you know, went up, you went and spoke to them and, and having been encouraging them to leave ever since. I love that. And it's so interesting. There's so many people I talk to who, when they do go out into their own business, like they're, it, it's often because of something that they've experienced themselves. So exactly your story where, you know, you had this super successful corporate career, but something about it just kind of, you know, it didn't feel like it probably should have felt like on the exterior. And I think hearing you say like, you know, you often felt frustrated on the job or like, do you know, when we think about success around our careers, I'm not sure we often think about like how we feel at work. We normally think Mm -hmm. about like the status or the achievements. How did you start to tune in with what you were feeling at work? I think it, you know, it's, it's little things at first. It's just like being, you know, in those meetings where nothing ever changes. Or shouldn't have been a meeting in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. absolutely we've all been in those and just it particularly like so I was in um I you know learning and development but as uh, and and recruitment and talent but I was part of the HR world so you you have cycles in the HR world and you go through and you have the full year and then you have appraisals and you go through again and it was the same things coming up and the same things we wanted to change and nothing happening 
And that was happening kind of not just in, in one job I was in, but in the next one. And, yeah. and you just feel like nothing is actually going to change. Um, and there'll be times I laugh at it now because there were so many times we said about having, for example, things like flexible working. And I was one of the champions for engagement in, in uh, the company. And, and it was like you put everything together to try and get flexible working for people. It was the one thing they wanted. And then, of course, it was turned down. The board turned it down. And, and that is really frustrating <laughs> because yeah. um, you, you, you've worked so hard on trying to get this out. And it's what people really, really want. And I did sort of think later on that uh, goodness, that, was, that was karma when, when, uh, when the actual pandemic happened and, um, and everyone had to go to flexible working. It was true that all the things they said you know, weren't true. So that was just one small example. There's things like that, like just things you can't, you really, you know, as much as you can influence, as much as you've got a, you know, a seat at the table, as much as you can talk to people, that it's just not going to change. Yeah. It, it's, it's what you were saying there actually reminds me of the job I was in when the pandemic hit. I remember like making the argument for like work from home arrangements as well. And being told like the only person that that benefits is the person like who's getting it like it doesn't benefit the company and that like eventually getting them to agree to it I think one day a month but all over the internal like page was like this does not benefit us this benefits you and then of course when the pandemic hit that wasn't the case you know so it is like I, I completely understand that feeling of frustration where you seem like you're just on the same hamster wheel each time I love you brought in freedom so like something I really believe, and you mentioned obviously, you know, you started off as a career coach. Like something I talk to people a lot is about values. That often that's why people do feel unfulfilled in their careers because they haven't figured out what their values are, they're not aware of them, and they're trying to chasing external things or what someone else has told them they should value. But if you don't know what you value yourself, then you're sort of going to end up being perpetually unfulfilled. And and we share a really important value, which is freedom. So that's something that like, Mm -hmm. that was a huge part, actually, why I left corporate as well to set up my own business. I guess for anyone who, like, I just love to hear more about like, how does that value manifest for you, Nicola? Like, how do you live it out? Well, I I try and kind of bring it into to everything in terms of my my life, um, my personal and my my business life. So because the things come, you know, I think, we always have this thing about, you know, work-life balance, but actually it's a kind of a fusion of the two and then working together yeah. symbiotically, which is, is more important. And, and that's what I sort of find with, with, uh, with having a, a, a digital business, I'm able to do that. But it's freedom in terms of physical place. So obviously um, I can work from anywhere. I, you know, I, and I, it's funny because it took me a little while. It took me kind of a year or so after I left and I actually I started uh, in my business that I actually, I stayed in the same place. I, I did the same things. I met the same friends. I did everything the same until I was chatting to another entrepreneur friend of mine. And she was talking about how she was going to live somewhere else and, um, and with her family and, and up her upstakes and go somewhere else. And, and I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. And she goes, well, why don't you, you, you can. And, I, and I, I had this kind of like, I really can. I can do that. I can go anywhere. And she said, yeah. So, and one of the massive dreams I had when I was, was sitting at my corporate desk, looking across, you know, the, the little kind of the, all the other offices and everyone in their own little offices at their little desks was thinking, oh, I would just so love to be able to work between, you know, the UK, you know, maybe Ireland, France, like my mom lives over here. 
And, you know, just be able to have that ability to, to work in different places. And at the time, I didn't even think that it was possible to like go off and have my own business and do that. Um, so that was one of my, my big my big dreams was to be able to, to do that. And so when I had that kind of aha moment, I actually can. That's, I, I literally put my, my apartment on the market that I think I called the estate agent straight away. Oh, and because I just felt it so like inside, this was totally what I should be doing. Yeah. I'm not, you know, am I an impulsive person? Maybe, but I think I just really felt that this was right. And I put it straight on the market. And then six months later, I was, uh, oh, well, yeah, was it six months? No, less than six months. But four months later, I was over here and living. And now what I do is I spend sort of six months of the year here. I go back to the UK for a couple of months. I'm planning on going to Portugal kind of early next year. Um, love to come over to Ireland for a couple of months as well at some point. So we'll have to, to catch up then for sure. And uh, yeah, so obviously it's freedom in, in place, but also freedom in your mindset and, and, and you know, what you can do in life. Freedom in terms of not following, not following the rules, not um, doing what society said you should do. And I think once you... I don't know about you, but once you open that door to freedom, suddenly you want to you want to to do it all. You you want to be able to. You suddenly see all the possibilities out there of what you can do. It's like a sort of a domino effect um, of you know that kind of freedom. You suddenly realize how much you can do. So yeah, and then it's also just just day to day freedoms. Like for example, in my working day, I don't work a nine to five. You know, it, not that I ever worked a nine to five in corporate, but you know what I mean. Like you don't have those hours. Yeah, I um, I kind of I usually start work seven thirty or so in the morning because I'm a, I'm an early bird. I love early mornings. Then I work to lunchtime. I don't work in the afternoon, and then I actually then work a few hours in the evening because I get kind of a second wind then. And it took me a while to kind of say, oh, I can do that. It's day to day freedoms of of just to work with how you work best as well. So this just gives you a few few ideas. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that. And, you know, I say for me, like that can feel like on a Friday now I do yoga class at 10 o'clock, you know, whereas yeah. I suppose in corporate that would have been, you know, right in that period of time where you'd have to be available if anyone was messaging. And it makes such a difference. And, and actually that type of yoga is not available that often down here. So it's sort of like the only time I could find. So it is, it, you know, like, even though that is really small, it actually makes a huge difference to kind of your quality of life, having that sort of choice as you go through your days. You were saying there, like, say, when you're putting your apartment on the market, that you just kind of felt inside of you that that was the right thing. And I, when I was kind mm-hmm. of preparing for this conversation, I, I heard you say that in some of your content that, you know, not every decision that we make is from the head. Like, sometimes it's from, like, the heart. How did you start to be able, I suppose, to make decisions like kind of that you felt just instinctually were the right ones for you? I think I think a lot of it is I'm that kind of person that I have always listened to my gut on things. Um, but I think I, I once I got into learning more about entrepreneurship and you know doing things, you, you know, having that kind of freedom, I started reading a lot of stuff about you know, going with your gut and lots, that's what a lot of kind of entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs have done. And so I'm starting to listen to it a lot more um, and listen to, 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 to that intuition. And, but I always balance it with, I'm a practical person, you know, I'm very much, you know, the kind of organized, organized project manager type person. Um, so I, I always have a plan. Um, 
But I like to try and, and counter that then with, you know, sometimes you just have to go with that gut decision and yeah. um, be confident that it actually, you know, you, you do know better than actually your conscious brain does know sometimes. Yeah, it's and it, it's making me think like you're kind of talking about people who are looking to get out of corporate, say, like often it can feel like they use the words like golden handcuffs or like the gilded cage, you know. Yeah. There can be this sort of battle between your head and your heart. Your heart is saying like, get out, but your head is saying, but you have a pension, but you've great benefits, but you have this. If anyone is out there and they're currently like going through that struggle, like what's what's one thing they can do to kind of help them get some more clarity in your opinion? Well, look, I totally get that because that was me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. you you know, I was in a good career, good money, had the car, the, you know, the house, the holidays, all the rest of it. And, you know, you think, oh, you know, will I be able to do that, you know, outside of the, in, in a in a in a business? And I think, you know, you have, you, I think if you know you have something more you want to give and you want, you know, there's something else, another message you want to give, you've got a skill or a talent you want to share with the world, you, you kind of know that already. If you don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a feeling more than anything, even if you don't know specifically what it is. So it's about trying to sort of tap into that and, and kind of feel like, okay, putting money aside and, you know, you don't put it aside forever, but putting aside all the practicalities and stuff, you know, what is going to make you happy? What is going to line totally with you? Because to be honest, you can make money in anything. Yeah. And in actual fact, if you know, that was one, this is one of the things that spurred me on as well, because I'm not like, oh, I'm setting, stepping off the, the, the uh, you know, stepping off the wheel. I'm stepping back. I'm not ambitious anymore. I am certainly just as ambitious, if not more than I was um, yeah. when I was in the corporate job. Um, it's actually saying, do you know what? When you, you, when you leave, um, when you go into your own business, the, the opportunity for its success is far higher than it is actually in your corporate job. You just have to realize that there'll be a time of actually sort of moving across and there'll be sometimes where maybe what you aren't able to have the same kind of lifestyle that you had when you were in the corporate job. But it's, a, it's again what you talked about. It's about values and what you value most, what kind of life you want to have. And there will be a transition period, but you can have just as much success in a business as you have it currently in your job. But you have to look at life and think, okay, so if I, you know, if something happened tomorrow, um, would I think, oh, great, you know, I, I was living my best life here, you know, everything was perfect and I really was giving the best of myself? Or would you feel like, oh, I wish, I just wish I'd done that? And if you're ever feeling that if you, you wish you'd done yeah. something or it's one day I'm going to do that, just I just say make it happen. It doesn't have to be overnight. It doesn't have to just be overnight. People go, oh God, well you can't go off and do that. It's not it's not you know live in the real world kind of thing. But actually, you know, it, it is the real world nowadays, and you can like in, in the past. I admit, like it's more difficult to actually make that transition out. You know, it was we didn't have so much. The internet wasn't as advanced. We didn't have digital businesses. You know, all the things that we actually have now. And actually, the pandemic has kind of helped with that because technology has has leapt forward. Yeah. Um, but you you have to kind of think about what's in some, in, inside, what you really, really want to do. Uh, and don't think that you can't do that. So, so take away that kind of view of, I can't do this. And then start to practically to think about how you could do it. So it's taking, taking that mindset step that this is real, it can be done. 
and planning and, and start, you know, even if you're not going to do anything yet, just start thinking about what you could do and thinking it was, is, as a real thing rather than it, it's just a dream. You know, I don't like the word dream, actually. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very kind of intangible. People throw it around all the time. But a reality is that you can change your reality now. You can change it to something different, but you have to believe in it first. Just a lot of really practical advice there, Nicola, in what you're saying. And, and I really agree. Like there's an element of planning, right? Even when you can't maybe necessarily make that leap immediately, it's the mm-hmm. exit plan. And I know that that's something that, that yeah. I did. And like with your help in refining it was my exit plan out of corporate. Um, and that can be really helpful to sort of maintain positivity where you are in that time you obviously still have those same obligations and responsibilities you know you still want to perform well in those environments so you're right like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to happen immediately but even just having a plan is incredibly empowering because it's what you're saying it's no longer a dream it starts to morph into it oh this could actually happen like this is this Mm -hmm. is a reality and And I also really love the point about like how there's more choice now. And this is something I really believe as well, is we do always have choice. Like even when we don't think we do, they might not be our perfect choices or the ideal choices. But like I hear you saying, okay, you make that leap out of corporate into your own business. You might have to sacrifice your earning for a little bit, not necessarily forever, but that's a choice you can make on the road to where you want to get. I think there's this, sometimes we fight for our limitations, right? Rather than the choice of something bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, totally. And, and you know, obviously limiting beliefs and mindsets. It, the majority of what I do, yeah. to be honest, when I'm working with people is is based on mindsets. And, and for myself as well, like when I was leaving, you know, fighting imposter syndrome, you know, the limiting beliefs against yourself, like, you know, feeling that you're not, you can I actually do this? Am I actually good enough? Even though, you know, you have so many years of experience and stuff behind you, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very difficult, particularly even if you want to go into something that's different to what you're doing in, in your day job, which a lot of the time it is because. Yeah, yeah, it probably needs to be to. You want to move from that. You want to move from that corporate job and do something and, and trying to get that sort of confidence so that so even more your limiting beliefs are there because you're thinking, oh, I don't have the experience and stuff in that. And so you, it's really kind of finding the tools that help you to, to fight against that and getting, and you know, to be honest, it's things like getting around like-minded people and, you know, people that you see, see what you want to do is totally normal because you're always going to have the people, your naysayers, you're always going to have people that We'll, we'll, we'll be very kind of like in terms of the stereotypical traditional routes, you should just go and stay in that and you'll be safe in that and everything's fine. And that's fine. And a lot of people are very, very happy in that kind of yeah. world, you know, staying in the corporate world, having the job, climbing the ladder, doing that. And they absolutely love it. I've got lots of friends who do that and are absolutely happy. But if you have this feeling you, you want to do something else, then it's, it's up to you to try and kind of yeah. get out of that. Um, and, and finding those limiting beliefs are very hard when everyone around you is uh, actually, you know, doesn't, doesn't really feel yeah. like you yeah. do um, and doesn't really understand what you're doing. Um, so it's getting, you know, finding those people or those mentors or, or a coach um, like yourself, you know, finding those people and, and realizing, okay, so, what is it? You know, is it something that I should, you know, do I feel like I need to leave completely? Should I change in my career? Should I go off and, and start, you know, a business? 
but once you you know what that route is you you, you always fight against yeah, your mindset yeah. right you know it's you're you're fighting against you all the way along even when you get you know more successful new, test, new yeah. level new devil <laughs> so it's <laughs> you you have to use the the, the techniques like, you know, I, I, I use journaling. Um, I often use that first thing in the morning to kind of get me into the right mindset. You know, affirmations. I used to laugh at affirmations, but actually yeah. they do work, you know? So actually, because the words you tell yourself are so, so, so important. Um, so it's things like that just to, to, so you always are aware that, you know, you, what you want to do is normal. It is a viable route. Other people are very, very successful in it, whatever that is, because there's always people successful in whatever route you want to take. And yeah, it, but it's, you, people are always fighting against limitations, as yeah. you say. It's, it's amazing. And I think like hearing from you today is like, it, that's brilliant for people listening in who maybe haven't seen anyone take that path before, because the more, and I suppose for me, that was mm-hmm. the whole kind of intention behind the podcast is the more we can see people doing the like the things that we want to do it's it's that representation like inspires us and it makes us see that that is not a weird path to take there's actually people out there taking it and I love your call out it's it's not stepping away for your from your ambition either it's like you actually just redirecting that ambition into something else and that's actually something that like I've been telling myself because I suppose as an employee, you are limited, say, if you talk about money, right, and how much you can earn because you mm-hmm. have a salary. But actually, yeah. the potential as you're, you know, as, as a business owner, especially in this digital world where you can do on demand and like online courses is actually quite limitless, really. And, you know, you can coach and sell yeah. these programs to people all over the world. So actually, if you rationalize it out, you're probably you could make more money as your own business owner than in, as an employee. If you can see, if you can have a, the mindset to focus on that positive and not on the negative of losing the salary. Exactly, it's exactly that. It's it's sort of flipping on its head and seeing the potential yeah. of the 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 um, business world, and you know, not you're not focusing just on what you're losing, but on what you're gaining. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I never say to people to leave a job without having a cushion there for yourself. Yes. So it's one of my things is that you know you you save up the money and you have the money there at least you know at least six months, maybe a year. So behind you so unless you actually have something you know is going to take off straight away um because you know you do have a bit of time where you you kind of build up things yeah but there are things you can do before you leave to make sure that that isn't going to you know you aren't going to be impacted too much and that you start making money straight away and you know, as i said it's, you know money is so important i think um you know, i know you talk a lot about sort of female stereotypes and it is a bit of a stereotype, you know, with, um, with women, like you feel like you can't talk about wanting money or if you are, you're a real kind of, you know, I don't know, avaricious going to go get her and you, 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 that's all you want. Money is very important. Money can buy you freedom. Yeah. So you obviously you want, you want to make it, you know, so you, you, but it, the level of money depends on what kind of lifestyle you want. Yes. So, you know, my, my idea of success is that, you know, you, you create that lifestyle. So if you have the lifestyle that you want, whether it's kind of only a cottage by the sea and that's what you wanted, or you want to have that super beach house, obviously the money you want to earn is going to be different depending on that. But it's not about everyone wanting to, you know, create, you know, massively successful million pound businesses or anything. You know, you can, have you can swap your salary you know for what you can earn in your business or you can earn more 
Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think there is this this stereotype that if you um, if you want to, I don't know if you got this, Heather, when you left, but I did. When um, when you leave kind of the corporate world, the people who are still in it kind of say, oh, you're just sort of stepping off. You're stepping off the treadmill. You're stepping back. You're just getting chilled. You're going to, you know, particularly for me, traveling around. Oh, you're the digital nomad. You could be on a beach with your laptop and your feet up and you're, you know. Uh, like, actually, have you ever tried to bring a laptop onto a beach? No. <laughs> um, and the sun just gets in it. You know, the sand's everywhere. It's, it, it, you know, those photos are, you know, when you see people do that, I'm like, there's no way they're actually working. Um, but, you know, actually, there's a new kind of breed, a digital nomad now, which, you know, these are successful, you know, people who are ambitious, who want to have good businesses who just don't want to be sort of stuck in one place, who yeah. want to be able to, to go and, and uh, you know, stay for a month you know, somewhere and work there, or maybe go somewhere for just a couple of years and move on somewhere else. And these are people, you know, young, old people with families. You know, it's, if you take away that kind of thing, this can't be done, and actually say, how could it be done? Then yes. suddenly the world opens up. Oh, wow. That's an amazing reframe because like straight away you're starting to think of the pot like how that can be done rather than like yeah, yeah starting from that place it's, it's not possible yeah and it, it comes back to kind of linking in with choice like there are or like choices there if you can have that mindset to to see them and you're you're right I think like I didn't necessarily get that feedback when I left corporate but I, I can see that people can't understand it and I also even love that we're talking about money because I think we're both of us having kind of an Irish English background, right? Like we don't talk about money. Ooh, um, it's very rash. It. It's very tacky. I, I, I agree with you. I think money is like, I think it's a part of success. I think you're right. Like people value it differently. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with money, but I think what I found that chasing money alone was not enough for me. Like that was not fulfilling just in itself 100% you were talking there about the like stereotypes and I, I love even when you're talking about your clients like you're talking about aspiring entrepreneurs because there's a lot of stereotype around female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that like they get kind of labeled with like mumpreneurs and lipstick like entrepreneurs or actually a lot of women don't even use the word entrepreneur they tend to call themselves like the founder where like have you seen that in your business and if so like where do you sort of feel that this sort of distancing from this entrepreneurial perspective is coming from yeah I think people have a weird view of the word entrepreneur you know it's it's kind of seen as that oh it's either someone who's like super geeky who's come up with this new thing that is like you know the the, the new invention in the world and so they're they're putting that out there an entrepreneur doing that you know you're kind of I don't know, you're Elon Musk's and, yeah. um, you know, the, pe- the people that are just that little bit wacky. I don't think he probably would say this so himself. Um, and then you have those people who are super driven and they've got like, they stand by their, you know, you see pictures of them with their big cars and their, their planes behind them. And they sort of say, oh, yeah, you know, this is this is the way to do things, make loads of money on, you know, as an entrepreneur. And so I think women don't like to to kind of aspire, you know, they feel like, well, I'm not either of those things. So yeah. I'm not an entrepreneur. But an entrepreneur is just somebody who you takes an idea and goes off and runs with it and, and has a business, you yeah. know, it's not, it doesn't even have to have, I mean, people change it to solopreneur. But actually, if you look back to the, the pure meaning of entrepreneur, I did this, I did, a podcast, I did a podcast episode on it. It actually is just about, you know, having an idea and, and taking it and, and going out on your own and, and creating a business from it. 
I hate the the mompreneur thing. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just, but, you know, if, if they want to be called that, be called whatever you want to be called. But yeah, I think a lot of people will say, oh, I just want to be a business owner or, you know, I don't really see myself as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are kind of more than me or I don't want to be associated with that maybe label as well. But I do know a lot of female entrepreneurs at the same time who who do call themselves that, uh, who who do kind of embrace the name. I, I do feel when I use it, some people probably don't feel as as uh, connected to it, maybe as me saying, oh, digital business owner or, uh, yeah, just, you know, a solo, you know, solo business or something like that. I don't know. I love, you know, kind of saying like what the true definition of it is, though, is just like having an idea and creating it into something because like, you're right, like however you want to label yourself, that is what a lot of people are doing. And I think then that that. I guess like I would just be worried if people are distancing themselves from it because they, they're not seeing themselves in it. So I think what you're saying there that a lot of that could just be some of the publicity around it is actually very helpful. So choose a label that like resonates mm. most, but like even if you have still set up a digital business, it, you don't have to create the next Amazon or the next like Uber for you to be, you know, for you to be an entrepreneur. There are so many Heather out there. Like that was one thing. I just found, I don't know, you probably found this as well. Like, so you're in your, your corporate job, you you have, you know, that kind of existence. It's all you know. I lived and breathed it and, you know, was comfortable in it for, for years and years. And then when you, you, you kind of find your way out of that and you go, you start talking to other entrepreneurs and you get into networks and you start hearing about other things, you say, oh my God, there's so many people out there with small businesses, these like micro businesses that actually hold up the economy. You know, that particularly, and I know this in the UK, they say like these little small businesses who are each earning, say, less than 100, 200,000, you know, are the, you know, they are the mainstay of the economy, having these little businesses there. And you, you're inclined to think of entrepreneurship, oh, yeah, those big companies. But actually, there is a whole load of, you know, other small ones out there. It's totally, totally normal. And that's kind of what I had to sort of take on board was this is so normal. I'm not doing anything strange. I'm just that I've just got indoctrinated in this corporate world you know because that's what we all know and and you know sometimes love and sometimes don't um and the smaller businesses you know are out there and you can have that and have all the things that hold the freedom and success that come with that it, it's true it's again about like what you've seen like i know for myself like so growing up like my my family are farmers so in some in in some sense they are kind of their own entrepreneurs yeah. but i i can't think of anyone else that i knew that own their own business so there is an element that you know I probably went down the path that I did because I didn't know any other way and it's the same here in Ireland you know SMEs small medium enterprises are a huge portion of the the economy and actually there's a lot of really really great like government supports and different grants and stuff here Mm -hmm. to to kind of make sure to kind of cultivate and nurture that but again yeah it's about like kind of seeing that that is it's an option like it's an option on on the table if, if you're hearing this and you are like, well, yeah, I have had this idea. Actually, you got me thinking even about intrapreneurs. So like there are people who show like that entrepreneurial quality, but we're in a business. And if I think back on my corporate career, that was probably something I was doing a lot. Like I set up a lot of new departments, started, you know, different processes from scratch, kind of take this really dysfunctional something and make it into like a high performing team. 
now when like when I'm thinking about your definition, I'm going, God, like that's I was being entrepreneurial, but within that corporate environment. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, you often see that, you know, with future kind of entrepreneurs or business owners, you know, you see that they they were the people in the companies who were coming up with the ideas. Oh, I'll do that, I'll take that on, or you know, you you know, thinking of the new ways of doing things and you know, coming up with those those ideas. And where the problem comes is, and obviously it was it was good if you were actually being allowed to do that. The problem is when you are that kind of person in corporate and you are being stopped from doing that. And you come up with the ideas and it's like, oh, that's great, but it's not really how we do things, or that's not how it's done. Yeah. And, you know, God, working in working in banking, that's even, you know, worse. You know, you I'm sure some other companies in the corporate world are far better than it, but in, in, in banking, there's a huge thing, oh, this is how it was always done. We had to do it that way. We don't want to be that creative on this or that wouldn't work for the size of organization. And there's all these things. And so if you're that kind of person, you're kind of that, you have a, kind of a more of a maverick mindset and you're in that, that is when you start to struggle and get frustrated. Um, and where I see people know that that actually should probably not be in there well they probably need it but you know they're probably just stifling getting stifled in there because they're not able to use that creativity yeah. and that different kind of mindset which obviously is able then to come to the fore once they come out as an entrepreneur like it's actually kind of making me feel a little bit more confident though because I, I'd often talk to like my clients about like transferable skills so like you know if maybe people are trying to change careers like they can bring stuff that they mm-hmm. had in their previous career and package it up to show like why in this new industry it's it's beneficial. But I think there's something similar there in that, like just because you've never had your own business before, there could have been skills or mindsets, attitudes, behaviors you had in your corporate world that actually are you're maybe further along than you think. So like that's just it's it's given me food for talk there. So maybe it might give some of our listeners um, a little bit of a confidence boost as well that they're maybe not starting fr- uh, from as much as zero as they might think no I don't think anyone's starting from zero anybody with any kind of experience you know has something to bring to the table and you know they sort of say in particularly if you're going into digital business and you're going to be teaching something the idea is you're 10% ahead of the people who are learning from you yes so even if you know a certain amount, then you've got some kind of knowledge you have gained, like from from your business life or even in your hobbies or outside. People will still want to learn from you, and then obviously you move on. You obviously learn more, and then you teach them more. So uh, even that sort of that kind of confidence, that's one thing that could have helped me. I was thinking, oh, you know, I don't know this world or whatever, but but actually, I I do know enough to to actually teach. You know, from yeah. that. I love I love that. I don't know if this is true, but I remember somebody telling me this at one stage. They were saying about some like really famous guitarist and like he was teaching someone else and like he actually was taking lessons at the same time, but he was one lesson ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and that always helped me when I was in a new situation yes. because I didn't need to know everything. I didn't need to be perfect. I didn't need to be the ultimate knowledge or the expert. I just needed to be like a little bit ahead of and I'll give you an example in corporate. It was a lot like I was learning a lot, like in my kind of latter years, um, about like diversity, equity, mm-hmm. and belonging, inclusion. 
And because it was such a new topic and I was learning, like I was trying to kind of educate and empower my team. But I felt at times, God, like I'm certainly not an expert. But that's the mindset I kind of adopted, which is like, I don't need to be the expert. I just need to be that one lesson ahead. Completely. It's a really good way of actually of, of kind of dealing with imposter syndrome as well, you know, to feel like, do you know what? I know enough that I'm learning. And so I, I can you know do this. And yeah, I was exactly the same, like, to be honest, in so for years, I, you know, I, I, I coached people and I um, ran, you know, seminars and ran, ran training sessions and um, courses and programs and stuff through my years in, in corporate. And a lot of the time I was learning this stuff before I taught it, you know, because, you, don't, yeah. you know, as somebody who is in learning and development, you don't know everything in the world. You know, sometimes <laughs> if you're asked, can you teach a subject and you might know a certain amount on it, but I would be going off and, you know, researching and and finding out you know as much as I possibly could to add to that and then packaging it together into a course or program of some kind because I knew obviously I studied actually how how people learn and so I knew how to package it together but I was still learning and then giving it to people so I think people should feel like if you're if you're thinking about doing something new for a business and you maybe know something about it and maybe it's been a hobby of yours you know, you, you can still be learning and can still be teaching or helping or providing a service for someone as long as it's what they want, you know, and if they're looking for that, then it's absolutely fine. It's a great call out because I definitely, and I have to say, like, it's not something I don't really care about being the expert per se. Like I, I always kind of felt like if I knew everything, then that's probably a sign I need to move on. Like that was just sort of my kind of feeling on it. But I do know people that there is sort of a comfort in that or that is something that they crave. Like they enjoy being the go-to person. So I, I, I think that's actually, again, and maybe the warning there is, you know, a lot of people can get caught in doing like another accreditation, another course, you know, but it's never enough. And like what you're saying is like you can teach and learn at the same time. Like doesn't mean you're less of a teacher in fact it probably makes you a better teacher because you're upskilling yourself all the time as well absolutely like we call it procrastinate learning in the business because <laughs> um, it's so many people hold themselves back from actually starting a business and, and going out and doing it because they say I have to become the expert I have yeah. to get this accreditation I have to do all these things and I'll just learn the next technique and once they start learning, once they finish learning about their actual topic, then it's like, oh, I need to learn all about marketing. I need to learn about sales. I need to learn all about all these things. Because obviously you wear lots of hats in the business world. You know, and that's one of the things I love about it is the variety. But people then just get into it. And it's like, you don't need to know. Everything. You just need to know the next step. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I teach. You just need to know the first things. Keep it really simple. The first things you need to do and know enough about your topic that you're just like a few steps ahead one step, two steps ahead. So you, you feel comfortable, but you don't need to, to know everything. Even when you're providing a service of some sort, you, you know, as long as you're honest about what you can provide, then, you know, if you're, if you're you know, a graphic designer or something and you're designing something, uh, online product, you know, as long as you're saying the maximum what you can actually do, that's fine. You know, you don't have to do the, the top products, you know, that you know, the next person can do. I actually feel like doing like a big sigh out there now, Nicola, because I, I think that's really, you know, liberating what you're saying. It's like, what's the first step? What's the next step? Um, And once you're being really clear with your customers, you're not over-promising in any way, then that's exactly. a perfect, yeah. acceptable way to get like momentum in your business. To fit to finish on, like, I think I'd be really kind of remiss to talk about entrepreneurship and like taking leaps from corporate and not take like talk about risk. 
Because I guess that's like a mm. huge reason why people feel stuck in those. Like it's a huge risk. And that risk could be financial, but equally it could be identity, right? Like what you're saying, you know, you're talking yeah. to your friends, you were the high-powered VP in London, like people knew what that meant, that meant a certain lifestyle. And now it's going to be different. Like what's like how what risk did you feel like you made when you made that transition? And how do you kind of yeah. like how do you move through that risk in a healthy manner? Yeah, like oh, there's so many things that you you go through when you you transition out. Um, in terms of identity, yeah, that is something that you have to sort of start. I started calling myself a business owner, an entrepreneur before I left um, to people like I just meet, you know, people are meeting parties and stuff like that. You know, I would say, oh, I'm a business owner. I'm, I've, I've got this business or whatever. Oh, yeah, I've also got this, <laughs> this, this job, but I'm, I'm leaving that, you know, because yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you have to sort of practice sort of stepping into that new identity before you go, because, yeah, like every time you go somewhere, you, you talk to someone, you know, it's, it's also what you do, where, you know, where do you work? And, and I was always so strong in like, oh, I work in banking. I'm, you know, I head up learning and development and talent. You know, it's everyone understands, although not everyone understood that, but, you know, <laughs> still people don't understand what talent is. But, um, but you know, most people in, in kind of in that world would understand who you are and they'll be able to kind of do that assessment of you because, you know, back in kind of the caveman days that's how you you know you would size people up you know it wasn't yes. and it wasn't then about obviously what job they did but you know you, you would size them up in a, in a few minutes and our brains still do that you kind of you want to know the information first and it, and it shortcut everything to say oh that's who they are you know they're that job or whatever and of course when you when you leave that you kind of do you do feel a little bit kind of like oh you know who am I now <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not part of that community as well that community of of the corporate world and so I think I, I'm always, again, you know, I come from the banking background, so I'm always about mitigating risk. So, so mitigating risk is starting talking about yourself as uh, a business owner, an entrepreneur, you know, whatever beforehand. Obviously, you know, not to maybe to the company you work for unless you've already told them, but certainly in you know, so friendship groups and things like that, just sort of seeing how it feels and trying it out for size. Then obviously I've already mentioned in terms of planning ahead and making sure you're financially sort of sorted for, for leaving yeah. as well. And that you've got the support of the people around you now. And, and I saw a lot of the time, particularly with women, they find it difficult, you know, if, if they're, you know, if they have a partner, the partner doesn't you know, support them in what they need to do. And I think it's a lot of, you know, what I try and encourage my, my clients to do is actually put together then like a kind of almost an official proposal that, that this is what it's going to, what, what we're going to get from this. This is how it's going to positively affect you yeah. and put that case towards that that partner on actually what it's really going to real. It's not just some sort of dream you're going off to, to try and find. So there is sort of ways you can sort of plan ahead, get your, your mindset thinking about that. And also, this is something I think I mentioned to you, Heather, when you were on the phone call with me way back when. It's about sort of thinking of your job as the side hustle kind of almost and your your business as the new thing and who you are. And just, just sort of distancing yourself a bit from the, the day. Obviously, you've got to do your job. You've got to do it well. You're going to be paid. Yes. But you've got to think, this isn't my long term anymore. You know, I'm not going to be going for promotion. I'm not going to be going for the pay rise. I'm not going to be going for all these things. So you need to do enough 
you know, 100% a good job that you need to do, but the extra bit that we all give because we want to be seen and we want to be, you know, oh, we want to be the superstar. Um, yes. you know, if you're, certainly if you're an ambitious person, that's what you want. So you kind of have to just dial that. Instead of taking your foot off the pedal a little bit, just dial that down. Um, so you then have more time to sort of think about, okay, this, my business now is my, my new thing. But I, it's funny, I, I kind of, by the time I left, I didn't really see it as a big risk. And, and I had, I think because I've done all this planning and I kind of already mentally prepared myself, but I had like friends who, you know, are really senior positions in, in the corporate world. And they're like, wow, I, you know, I couldn't do that. You know, I, I just, I just couldn't do it. And, and I always say, yes, you can, you know, it's just, it's a change of mindset and it's also getting that planning done and taking things step by step and being, you know, and be, keeping it very, very simple as well. But it's the question you need to ask yourself is not if, can you do it? It's, do you really want to do it? And that's the work you have to do at the very beginning. I'm not somebody who will say, oh, you want to leave? Great. I'll tell you how, you know, the first I start off with is how you're feeling. Is it really about, you know, wanting to leave and, you know, have a, have a business of your own is it really about something else. So we dive in, first of all, into, you know, maybe it's about changing industry, changing the type of job you have, just changing company or changing boss. You know, because not everybody is suitable for entrepreneurship. And this is one thing I really want to make sure that, you know, I, I hammer home is that not everyone is suitable to go out there and, you know, be your own boss and to wear all the hats and to work everywhere. You know, because nowadays you can work abroad and, you know, other places, even when you work for a company. So I'm, you know, digital nomadism isn't about, because you can do, it isn't just about physically where you are, because you can, of course, you can go and, and do that. but it's about the you know, physical, it's like digital nomadism is, is more about the freedom you have in everything. So don't just say, I want to go and be a digital, you know, have a digital business because I want to have freedom of where I live and, live and work. But more about, you know, is it something that I want to call the shots and everything? I want, to, I want to be creative. I want to make the, you know, make the decisions. And, and, I, and on top, I'm, by having all that, yes, you take on the risk as well. But, you know, if you are somebody who thinks ahead, you will have sort of planned for that and you, know, you will have um, put yourself in a position that, you know, it's not too much of a risk by the time you actually leave. Yeah, what, what I hear you saying there, Nicola, and I think it's a really good point, is like a lot of that work is done even before, you know, yeah. you, you hand in your notice or you walk out the door. And yeah. it, that sort of pre-planning and thinking that yeah by the time you're sort of you've made that decision like the risk you've already mitigated the risk because you really understand why you're doing it and what benefits you're going to get and then you're kind of straight into well now you know I want to get up and running with this or you know whether you're taking a little break or whatever it is so you're already into the I, I really love that and I also I think your advice there on like practicing what you say to people at parties or different things actually is really good advice because that's something that's tripped me up a little bit and it's very funny because no one mm-hmm. ever really knew what I did anyway because I worked with like customer successes or like you know Chandler's job in Friends where um nobody was quite sure yes. um so like I used to kind of say Trent sponsor <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like I, I so I used to say like, I worked software companies and people used to think I worked in IT so I keep getting asked like to fix people's computers like and that's not what I did at all. I, I actually practice like if someone asked me that like what would I say and now I say I have a coaching business but actually like practicing out and thinking yes. about what I was going to say when I got asked that question 
I, I could say it with a lot more confidence and self-belief. So I, I think that's actually a super piece of practical yeah. advice if anybody is sort of on that journey. It's actually a really simple but very empowering thing that you can you can do for yourself. Yeah. And you're empowering yourself as well because you're you're lab- you're giving yourself that title, that label. And so you you begin to feel it and it feels more real. So by the time you actually leave, you're actually already stepped into that. I agree. I think it's all about like embodied confidence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you're really like embodying that title of being, you know, the business owner, entrepreneur, whatever your business is. Nicola, thank you so much. I mean, I there, we covered so much ground there. And I think if, if anyone is out there who is an, an entrepreneur within their corporate environments or is in corporate and is looking that they think they do have that entrepreneurial uh, qualities in them, I, I, I imagine that they'll have taken so much from this conversation. If you if this is something that, you know, you'd like to explore further, I know Nicola has her own website, so it's nicolaohara.com. There's lots of great like resources. So she um Nicola, you're brilliant that you're like free resources as well. So you have an amazing podcast called Pairing Your Passion, amazing blog. I know you do like strategy calls and mentorship. Uh, and I believe as well, like we talked a lot about like kind of digital nomads and that kind of freedom. You're about to kind of launch a, a new digital business mm-hmm. quick start guide as well. So if that if that was an aspect in particular that yeah. people were interested in, I'll, sh- I'll link all of them in the show notes. But do take the time, go explore some of Nicola's content and some of her guides as well. There's lots of excellent materials to explore further. Nicola, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a great conversation. <laughs> uh, amazing. And listeners, I'll see you again on our next episode of Recipes for Success. If you've enjoyed this episode of Recipes for Success with me, Heather Thompson, I will be grateful if you can take a moment to rate, review and subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. I love reading your feedback and it will help others find us. Visit my website, thesuccesscoach.ie for more resources and information on how you can work with me for personalised career coaching. Remember to follow me on social media at successcoachheather, all the one word, on Instagram for updates, behind the scenes content and sneak peeks of upcoming podcast episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like me to cover, please feel free to reach out as I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you for listening and remember, your success story awaits. (music) 